0: Welcome back to The Morning Briefing. I'm your host, Eric Dame. Jake Hughes is your producer and ConnectingVets.com. Well, that's your website, my friend. Whether you're a veteran, the family member of a veteran, the spouse of a veteran, the friend of a veteran, or someone who just thinks veterans are kind of interesting people, and let me tell you, you are right some of the time. Anyway, ConnectingVets.com focuses entirely on the veteran experience as well as a little bit on the military community. But what we try to do is put forth the type of content that can help veterans live their best veteran life. Whether it's knowing about benefits, whether it's keeping an eye on legislation, whether it's telling you about Cool little things like getting into parks for free or checking out amusement parks at a discount. How about discounts to veterans at Sam's Clubs? Yeah, we got articles on all of that up and so much more along with video. And as you know, since you're listening to this, audio as well. In fact, the Morning Briefing Show is downloadable every day from the website within a few hours of the finish of our first broadcast. So go check out ConnectingVets.com now. I'm not going to wait for you. I'm just going to ask you to do it on your own. And then, of course, follow us on social media where we are at Connecting Vets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Our next guest is going to talk to us about the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, specifically their Caregiver Community Program Coordinator, and their Foundation's Fellows Program, because she's the coordinator of both of those. Her name is Elizabeth Rotenberry, and she is, in fact, a military caregiver for her husband, who is a USMC, United States Marine Corps Wounded Warrior, having served in both Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom. Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us this morning. How are you today?
1: Hi, great. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm looking forward to this opportunity to share with your listeners more about my story and the Elizabeth Dole Foundation.
0: And let's start off with your story. As I mentioned, your husband, a Marine Corps veteran, and you are his caregiver. Tell us a little bit about your time as both a military spouse and as a caregiver for him in the Marine Corps. Give us the uh, the, the tale of your of your of mm. your co career, I suppose.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so my, my husband and I actually met in high school and uh, we we kind of stayed connected through his time going into boot camp. Uh, once I graduated college, we ended up getting married, and I went ahead and followed him and supported him throughout his time in the Marine Corps. Um, my husband was a chief trainer down at 2 at Camp Lejeune, um, and he had deployed back in 2005 to Iraq, um, came home. Everything seemed okay. You know, I knew he had been through some stuff. Um, again, you know, they don't always ta- tell you everything they go through, but assuming everything is okay... Um, our military career continued on. He loved what he was doing. Um, as a staff sergeant, he went ahead and deployed to Afghanistan in uh, November 20, 2010. And during that time, it was kind of the height of the Afghanistan War. Um, we were really they they were going through a lot. He he landed um, into the Sangin Valley. Uh, he took several missions of K nine teams out on out on patrol. Um, as you know, canine kind can of always lead the way. They're the ones, the first ones out on the path um, ahead of any platoon to make sure it's safe. On March 29, 2011, my husband was out on an early morning mission. Um, he, as with a few other canine teams, were out on a path, and the Marine behind him literally stepped one footprint off that path, uh, unfortunately stepping on an IED. That Marine um, suffered catastrophic wounds, um, and my husband was blown about 15 feet downhill. Uh, When he came to, he came to the aid and recovery of that Marine. And at that same time, he had a clear landing zone to get the Marine medevaced out. And when that happened, they also came under heavy fire for about the next six hours. Uh, My husband didn't know he was bleeding. He didn't know he had suffered any injuries. He thought the blood on his uniform was more from the other Marine than himself. It wasn't until he got back to the FOB that he realized he had shrapnel wounds to his neck and face. Um, about a day, I guess about a day later, I got a call from Marine Corps headquarters informing me that he had suffered minor physical injuries, but that he was going to be fine and he was going to stay in theater. So I didn't think too much about it because, you know, it's not a, it's not a knock at the door. And they said, he's fine, and it's minor. And I said, okay, we're good. Everything's good. And then it was about, um, that was in March, and then in July of 2011, my husband came home from that deployment, and it was almost immediate. The minute he stepped off that bus and talked to me, I knew something was wrong. And at this point, we had been together about 10 years. I knew something was not right, right? Um, And I just chalked it up to he's been on deployment. He doesn't know where he's going. He hasn't been here in a while. uh, So we just kept making excuses. Uh, Come to find out, my husband did suffer a traumatic brain injury, um, along with several other health issues: severe PTSD, uh, hearing loss. He's got spine, neck, knee issues, uh, a variety of things, and. So it took us a little while to really kind of find our way into what we need to do for Chuck. Um, but that's where the VA Caregivers Program came to me, and um, I asked them, you know, what is the severity of Chuck's level? I don't, I don't understand what, where he falls. And they said, you know, he's, he's actually one of the top tiers for his injury at the time. And they said, you're his caregiver, And I had never heard that word before. And that word changed everything for me. It gave me a sense of not only am I his wife and there for him to care for him and love him, but I'm also the one that's going to be responsible to help get him the care he needs. And so that kind of took on a new role for me. And I was fortunate to come across the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, who um, takes on fellows. And I can explain a little bit more about that to you in a second, But that's a little bit about how our life kind of came about. And my husband probably served for 14 years, uh, promoted to gunnery sergeant. We miss the Marine Corps life every day. It was a great life. um, But we're very blessed to be where we are today.
0: Elizabeth, when you talk about that moment, finding out that you are now a caregiver, something that you probably weren't prepared for from the sound of it. What do you remember about the the days, weeks, and months following that? Were you immediately able to find support from organizations like the Elizabeth Dole Foundation? Did it, it, it take a little time to exactly find your footing? What was that process like for you as someone who's gone through it?
1: Well, it did take a little bit of time for me to understand, and especially in 2011 and 2012 when this was all happening, caregiver wasn't really talked about that much yet. Um, and even traumatic brain injuries weren't as discussed as much. So we were still kind of living in this dark circle of, well, what do we do now? Um, but I did find some organizations who were able to help me, like Blue Star Families. Um, I attended a Caregiver Empowering Caregiver um, Day. And, uh, and it was interesting because I had actually said to my mom, I'm, I'm going to this caregiver uh, event and she even said, "Well, who are you a caregiver to?" Um, and I said, "My husband." I said, "Chuck." And of course, you know, most people when they hear the word caregiver, they think hospice or senior care. They don't think the young spouse or um, you know the brother or the sister who's now taking care of their loved one. Um, so it it was at the time a very still learning, still processing what this role is. But I did, you know, I just tried to. Research and try to get involved with organizations and Wounded Warrior Project, I reach out to them to join the alumni program so that we could get him more involved with other veterans and get myself involved, too, to learn more about what, what is happening to my husband and what can I do for him.
0: We're speaking with Liz Rotenberry. She's a military caregiver for her husband, a Marine Corps wounded warrior served in both Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom. She's also an Elizabeth Dole Fellow alumna, and she is uh, working for their Caregiver Community Program, the Foundation Fellows Program as a coordinator. Liz having interacted with the Dole Foundation first as a caregiver and a spouse, what was it that made you want to become a part of the organization and how soon after you started interacting with them, did you think to yourself, this is something I want to be more of a part of?
1: Absolutely. Um, Actually, Blue Star Families is the one who who told me about Elizabeth Dole Foundation. They came to me and said, Liz, you're, you're doing such a great job learning and talking about your story. We think you should, you know, apply to be a fellow. And I, had no idea what that even meant, but I was very interested. And when I started to research about that, I thought, you know, this is great. This gives me an opportunity to not only connect with other military caregivers, but, it, you know, when, when you get out of the military so suddenly like that, you kind of can't find your way and you don't know where you belong. Um, and I missed that military connection. I missed that unity with the other spouses. And so I thought this is great. This gives me that connection back. Um, and this will be a good opportunity to advocate and be able to share more about our story. Because we were undiagnosed, because we had gone for so long, I know there's not a lot of families who have a foundation as strong as my husband and I. And so to, you know, for me, it's advocating for those families who don't understand what's going on with their spouse. And, you know, I don't want to see them give up. So it was important for me to apply when I, when I heard about the Elizabeth Dole Foundation was looking for 2015 fellows to apply, and the state of Maryland was on that application. Um, I, I absolutely said I have to apply. And, I mean, I, I would love to tell you more about the history of the foundation.
0: Yeah, Sure, absolutely, because I think there are a lot of people out there who know the name Elizabeth Dole. They know Senator Dole. She's been a public person for a very long time, so they know the name. They probably heard about the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, but might not know the real background of it. So what can you tell us about the foundation, where it began, and how it got to where it is today?
1: Absolutely. So Senator Elizabeth Dole, uh, back in around 2011, about six years ago, six, seven years ago, uh, found herself at Walter Reed Hospital. Senator Bob Dole had some health issues that he actually had to stay there for 11 months. Um, During that 11 months, Senator Elizabeth would walk around the halls, get to know the families that are there, get to talk with the loved ones. It was during that time that she realized we have a serious epidemic happening right before her eyes. She's noticing more and more wounded warriors sustaining injuries on the battlefield that they normally wouldn't sustain in wars previously. So she's seeing now the loved ones by their sides who are having to leave their jobs, having to leave their schooling, having to give, get, get out of retirement to come now take care of their children. Um, and as she started talking with them, she just realized, I've got to do something about this. this. is And if anybody knows Senator Elizabeth Dole or Senator Bob Dole, their passion for wounded warriors and for military veterans and their families is so strong, it's so big. But she couldn't just stand by and not reach out to do something for them. So she created the Elizabeth Dole Foundation in 2012. And during that time, she wanted to see what can we do to get these caregivers back into, you know, get them the resources they need back into work. What can we do to financially help them? What can we do to get them into schooling? Um, you know, what are they going to do to survive, And so she had created the the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. Um, and, And with that, she expanded it into fellows in the fellows program. And that's where I kind of came into the picture was in 2015, being selected as one of the fellows. There's a fellow for every state across the nation, one to two fellows who are currently serving. But we also have alumni because now we've been established for six years. So we're really growing in these states. And the fellows are military caregivers. They could be, like I said, parents, siblings, friends, spouses, children, uh, you name it. Anybody can be a caregiver that the veteran feels should be their caregiver. Every state has these caregivers who represent their state, help advocate, help um, get awareness out to those to help them self-identify as a caregiver, to work with the local cities to better resources. Uh, and so the, the foundation has really been growing, and I can't tell you how much. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable when I see it from even just the time of me starting as a fellow to today and seeing just the, the, the amount of growth and just getting the word caregiver understood by everybody and getting the legislative processes through to get better resources for these caregivers. It's, it's been unbelievable.
0: We're speaking to Liz Rotenberry from the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. She is the Elizabeth Dole Foundation's Fellows Program Coordinator. Talk to her about the history of the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and about that Fellows Program, which sounds really incredible and fascinating, and also sounds like something that kind of goes back to a point that you brought up earlier, where when people think of a caregiver, they may think of you know an elderly veteran or a veteran who has you know maybe a quadruple amputee or something like that. They think of their spouse taking care of them. Uh, it's oftentimes the parents, the children, the spouses, and it can be someone who may not have externally visible wounds. How important do you think it is to make sure that not only the public knows that, but that the caregivers know that they are doing the same job as that spouse caring for someone in hospice or caring for someone who's, uh, you know, uh, under uh, extreme physical conditions that they suffered?
1: Yeah, you know, caregivers vary in, in age and in relationship, and it's and not only just for the military and veteran world but but for you know like you said seniors hospice for all, all all types and caregivers really do um they bear the burden of so much um they take on so much responsibility and management and it's it's just fascinating to see i know military caregivers are passionate about what they're doing they are so strong and able to get through anything. Um, but they're, they're also passionate about advocating for what they're doing. And it's, it's, just, it's, it's just wonderful to see that this Elizabeth Dole Foundation has created a, um, an understanding of what the caregiver role is and that people need to reach out to caregivers to see what can they do to help the caregiver.
0: Liz, what are some of the things that you've been witness to of the difference that these, you know, these caregiver fellows have been able to make around the country?
1: can The Elizabeth Dole Foundation fellows have, like I said, such a passion in them to make change. Um, we've, we've been able to develop programs within the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, um, similar to the Hidden Heroes Cities effort. And in the Hidden Hero Cities effort, we actually have 117 cities already signed on. And that's because of the hard work of our fellows, our military caregivers, our military and veteran caregivers who are making waves in their cities. They're reaching out to their local representatives. They're reaching out to the mayors in their cities to say, look, we've got so many caregivers in our city. We need to get them the resources. We need to get them to um, to." get them the help that they need and get them to self-identify. And, I mean, we have cities such as Taylor, Texas, and Stockton, California, and Dayton, Ohio, who just recently joined on. We've had caregiver celebrations in Boston and Seattle. We're getting ready to also have one in Minneapolis. And that's because of the, the work of these military caregivers. They're so passionate about sharing their story and getting more help and resources for the caregivers that they've been able to establish these Hidden Heroes cities. Uh, the, the program was was developed in 2016 because we realized the communities, we need more community, more local support for these military caregivers. So that's just one of the areas. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We also have the Campaign for Inclusive Care. We've got military caregivers coming together to work with the VA to very specifically explain to them what's happening in the VA during appointments. I know from my own personal experience that when I go to the VA with my husband, I may not always be asked or talked to about how my husband's doing. Sometimes I'm not always um, invited into the appointment, or sometimes I just don't always feel welcomed. But as you probably know, and maybe your family knows, that when you go to the VA, your loved one or your caregiver sitting next to you is the one who knows everything about you. They know what you're going through. And my husband, probably like many veterans always think that they're fine. Whenever we go into appointment, my husband always says, Oh, I'm fine. Things are good. And I, you know, I always have to look at him and say, are you sure about that? (laughs) So, um, it, you know, so the Campaign for Inclusive Care is trying to work together with the VA to establish training sessions and training programs and models to get better, uh, a better understanding to the clinicians and the physicians, the staff members at the VA about what the role of the caregiver is and how to get them involved because we're the key piece to getting better care for the veteran.
0: That is something that I've certainly found to be true, particularly with our Wounded Warriors caregivers, whether that is their spouse, uh, their parents, another family member, whoever it is. Those people are so on the ball, so invested and still need the support of organizations like the Elizabeth Dole Foundation to get all the information they need and then to also help get the word out. You know, Liz, we're speaking with Liz Rotenberry from the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. She is the coordinator of their foundel- foundation's fellows program. Liz, we've seen some positive movement recently with legislation expanding uh, caregiver benefits to that were only available to post 9-11 veterans, now to earlier veterans. That's good mm-hmm. news. What are some of the issues that that the caregiver community still faces that need to be addressed, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, well, we were very proud. I mean, this was a great year so far to see the Raised Family Caregivers Act passed early this year in January. Um, re- most recently was the VA Mission Act um, that passed, which really opens the door for all caregivers. Um, that, that was a big, a big step because all caregivers matter, not just post-9-11, but all veterans, all caregivers matter for all eras. And that was a key piece for Senator Elizabeth Dole I mean she helped lead the way with other VSOs and partners to get these these hacks passed but the VA mission Act it still needs a lot of work it needs we, we there's a lot of implementing that still needs to happen It's something that we're watching very closely. Senator Dole's watching very closely VSOs are pushing for um, the funding still needs to come through and so we it's still a work in progress it's something that we're going to have to stay on top of. Um, all of the time to make sure that it's headed in the right direction for those caregivers.
0: What can the veteran community at large do to help caregivers? Is it as simple as just paying attention to the issues, making sure the politicians know how we as veterans feel about them for those who are taking care of our brothers and sisters in arms who were wounded uh, on the battlefield or back home or whatever the case may be? What can we do? What can I do to help out caregivers like yourself, Liz,
1: Sure. Well, I mean, the simplest thing is getting to know the caregivers who are your neighbors. I mean, you never know who's living next door to you. If it's that young spouse, I mean, you can usually tell because sometimes there's a a military flag out front or sometimes their license plate has something on it. So maybe not always having to ask them up up front about it, but just saying, hey, is everything okay? Is there anything I can do to help? Or um, just really just asking, how are you doing today? Um, is the simplest form, but with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation, uh, you know, reaching out to to, the, to your local representatives, reaching out to your mayors to say, look, we want Elizabeth Dole Foundation's Hidden heroes Cities established in our in our area. We really want to have um, resources for those caregivers. We want to help self-identify. Um, you know, other ways you can help is just supporting Elizabeth Dole Foundation. You know. We're a nonprofit. We're always looking for ways to grow and to be able to uh, continue our effort and to be able to do that. We need support. Um, but just simplest thing with caregivers is they don't ask for much. They don't usually, you know, most of the time they like to manage things themselves, but it would be nice sometimes to have, you know, if the young boy down the street could come and cut the grass or if somebody wanted to just watch the kids so that I could be able to go to the store and get groceries without having to take everybody or things like that. It's the simplest tasks that help the caregivers.
0: And that is something that certainly we need to keep in mind when we are wanting to help out and assist caregivers like Liz Rotenberry, who we've been speaking to. Liz is a military caregiver for her husband, Marine Corps veteran and wounded warrior serving in both Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom. She's also an Elizabeth Dole Fellow Alumna and now the coordinator of the Foundation's Fellows Program. Liz, if people are hearing about this for the first time, or maybe even not for the first time, and hearing your story and saying, this is something I'd like to get involved in, I'd like to be one of the fellows from my home state, or I'd at least like to help out whoever the fellows are in my home state. Where can they go to find out more about the foundation and about that program specifically?
1: Definitely. We have the Elizabeth Dole Foundation.org, and we also have HiddenHeroes.org. And if you're a caregiver, I know from experience what you're going through. Every veteran has a unique story. We're not all the same, but we all are going through similar. Um, similar life, a similar type of way of living. And so if there's anything the Elizabeth Dole Foundation can do to help you, please feel free to reach out to us. Send us an email at info at Foundation.org. We will try to get back to you, you know, usually within a day or two, we'll get back to you. We'll get you the resources you need and connect you to um, the VSOs that that we feel can best help or our partners. Um, But, And if you are a caregiver, we can also get you onto our Hidden Heroes Caregiver Community page. We have a a private Facebook page that is very well maintained and managed. um, And on there you can go and find out information. You can connect with other caregivers. It's a wonderful community just to be able to be a part of, to be able to, like I said, share those resources. Uh, You can register at hiddenheroes.org. And you can also find a list of resources on our website if you are in need. There's nonprofits. There's uh, other organizations who are willing to help you that we have listed.
0: And the Dole Foundation works hand-in-hand with many organizations like the Wounded Warrior Project, Paralyzed Veterans of America. There are There's a network out there for caregivers, and the Elizabeth Dole Foundation is an extremely valuable part of that network. And Elizabeth Rotenberry is the coordinator of their Foundation's Fellows Program. Liz, thank you so much for joining us here on The Morning Briefing, and thank you for everything that you're doing for all of those caregivers out there. Uh, it's, it's truly inspirational and great work. Thank you so much.